Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Pursuit of Fire. I'm your host, Brandon Robertson. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you're all doing very well, staying safe and staying healthy out there. You know, it's a, it's a crazy time we're in right now. Since this is the very first episode, I'm going to jump right into it and introduce myself, let you know a little bit about me. I'm a musician, I play drums, I used to be in some hardcore and punk bands when I was younger, used to play shows a lot and do that whole rock and roll thing. Now I'm part of the worship team at Cowboy Junction Church here in Hobbs, New Mexico. It's a very wonderful church with incredible people that I am so fortunate and so blessed to get to be around and serve with. And my day job is Q Systems Music and Sound. We're a production company and we have a retail music store. We do live sound, event services, stage, lighting, the full sound setup for several events in the area. We also do equipment rentals as well as some outside sales to churches, the public school system, different stuff like that. Yeah, we're like a lot of people not getting a whole lot of business right now with uh, the coronavirus and everything and the stay-at-home orders. We're going in a few days a week just to clean up and gather up all of our gear and get it organized and in the correct boxes and where it needs to be so that when we do have show season again, it's all ready to go. It's actually the perfect opportunity to do this because we're usually so crazy busy that we can't really organize everything and get it situated. But yeah, I know I know there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, kind of hurting right now with the especially here the oil field is taking a hit with all of this and you know, there's just a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. A lot of people are going through a lot of different things. We just got to keep our heads up and remember that God is in control and that he's not going to let any of this go to waste, that he's still working it all together for good, no matter how chaotic it seems, no matter how crazy things get. He's going to do some important things through this. He's going to use this opportunity to do a lot of good things. And if you've heard any sermons lately, the common theme is there is no normal anymore. We're not going back to normal when this is over, but this is changing the landscape. This is changing what things look like for the church, for everyday life in general. And I think it's a good thing. It's exciting. I'm I'm excited to get out of the normal and have a new normal, to have a new appreciation for life, to kind of rethink the way we go about our daily lives, to rethink the way we handle our relationships with our friends and family. I think this is an incredible opportunity for growth and reflection and meditation. And yeah, I just, I believe there's a lot of good going to come out of this. So if you are struggling right now, keep your head up and, you know, we're praying for you and we hope that you're doing, doing all you can to stay close to the Father's heart. So why I'm doing this podcast, I'm normally a pretty shy, reserved, quiet fellow, but believe it or not, I love to talk. I love to have conversations. I love to learn from people and discuss my ideas with people and bounce off of each other. And I, I just love the depth and the richness that can come out of a conversation with someone when you allow your guard to drop and allow God to be present in that conversation. And so I figure, why not make a podcast where I do that? Record it and hopefully some good stuff will come out of it that other people can use. Kind of the main focus is pursuing that fire for God, pursuing that passion, no matter where you're at. Most of the people I talk to are going to be a part of some kind of ministry or just people who really influence and make a difference in their day-to-day lives and their day jobs. Um, it's going to be a lot of focusing on how to maintain that fire, how to how to chase that passion with ferocity and how to really pursue what God has for you 
and you know in the dull times how you can fan that flame and keep it going and what other people apply practically to those types of situations and yeah I think it's going to be a lot of fun I believe that you're going to get a lot out of it Um, I'm praying that God speaks through the guests I have on this thing my first guest today is a good friend of mine his name is Sean Elliott he is with an organization called Overland Missions they are an organization that our church is heavily involved in and several people who are members of our church or former members of our church they've gotten involved with Overland gone on to work for Overland gone on several missions trips Overland sends people overseas on expeditions and to third world countries and just unreached places and Sean's going to tell you a lot more about that I'm excited for this conversation I believe you're going to enjoy it stay tuned Sean, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm great. This coffee has got me nice and energized. I am ready to go. It's definitely good coffee, that's for sure. Yeah, Sea State Coffee. We reviewed it on my other podcast, Awesome Mix, which you don't have to listen to because it's dumb and we talk about our opinions of music. A little self-promotion there. But I am here with Sean from Overland Missions, a good friend of mine who... We're going to talk about what he does for a living. Um, Tell us a little bit about you, a little background of yourself and how you got into Overland and what Overland does. Yeah, so grew up in a Christian household. Pretty common story for a lot of people. But one cool thing that my family did that most other families didn't really do is my parents would lead these youth trips Mm. all around the southwestern part of the united states like texas mississippi utah all around the place different place every year and it was called his choir and the they would sing and lead worship in different places while also doing community service and it was just a time to minister to the youth kids and show them that they can do ministry as well so i had older siblings that were like 10 years six years eight years older than me kind of kind of thing so there's a big separation so they were in the youth group and they were part of the founding kids for the youth for that youth trip and so I grew up watching my parents take my siblings off on these awesome trips and I got left with grandmother oh I want to go yeah so (laughs) once I got old enough to go on those trips I always loved them and I've always loved missions always been a fan of it but my junior year of high school, my mother retired as the leader because it was just getting too much work for her and no one else picked it up. So the youth trip stopped. Right. Then uh, good friends of mine were about to go on a trip with Overland Missions, who we had a student teacher the year before who was now part of staff and was going to lead a trip into Zambia, Africa. and. Okay. It was the first time I heard God clearly speak to me. They were talking about that trip and God just said, you're going. And I was like, wait, what? I am. I am. And I was like, guys, looks like I'm going. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, God just told me to go with y'all. They're like, what else can you do? Yes, sir. It's like, yes, sir. I'm like, (laughs) it's probably the only time I've ever heard God clearly speak to me, like audibly, like just you're going. That's awesome. And I went, 
needless to say, I fell in love with it. Just sharing the gospel in places that wouldn't be able to hear it without us going. And that was with Overland, correct? Yes, that was with Overland. So right off the bat, you just started with Overland Missions. Yeah, so yeah, they have these things called two-week trips, which anyone and everyone can go on. Mm. And they go all over different places of the world. And I happened to go to a chiefdom called San Juanicella in Zambia, Africa. And we got to see all kinds of crazy miracles and so many people come to Christ. And yeah, it was awesome. And so the next year I went to the AMT or Advanced Missions Training Program with Overland, which is basically their training program for you to go into the full-time staff. Right, right. So here on this podcast, the theme is kind of keeping that fire alive, you know, pursuing the call of God on your life, which for you is missions. Um, If he spoke to you very audibly and clearly, obviously, you got to go after it with everything you got, right? Yeah. So my question to you would be, on a day-to-day basis, what do you do to keep that fire alive? How are you pushing boundaries, pushing yourself, pursuing that fire? And then, you know, with fellow missionaries how do you guys kind of stoke each other keep each other going during maybe dull seasons or slow times yeah so right now would be an example of those times uh with the whole coronavirus thing going on yeah all the airports are shut down so a lot of us are stuck where we're at so we can't keep on the move and all our early summer trips have been canceled pretty much and it's really unfortunate in a lot of ways but we're still believing god's going to do something great out of this but me personally i try to keep my fire going by having at least part of my day with worship music and my bible going and spending time with god because that's honestly the best way to keep your fire going is relationship with god because yeah that's that's the whole point of salvation is being able to be in a relationship with this mighty god of the universe our creator and our father and we get to have a relationship with such an amazing being you know what i mean and it's like so that's honestly probably the best way to keep your fire lit but just as important is community i have friends like you who keep me on fire and i try to keep you on fire and and it's very effective i might add (laughs) yeah on my end anyway i feel very fortunate to have you and the rest of the echo group you guys yeah really help me stay on track when I feel like I'm losing my way. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you're always sending us like messages to encourage us and stuff like that. So I find that really cool and really inspiring throughout the day whenever you do stuff like that. And then there's also the fact that I have community with the rest of Overland. Yeah. Like I have got leaders. Yeah. Like there's a fellow expedition leader. His name is Tony. He and I call on semi-regular basis. We try to call every now and then. We just talk there for a little while. We were going through the same book of the Bible at the same time and discussing it. Like We started with Philemon, and we'd read Philemon every day for a week. We'd read all the way through it. And you'd be shocked about how much you can draw just from that one-page chapter. Yeah, especially when you're communicating with others about it and you're both learning at the same time you get different perspectives and i imagine that's pretty cool yeah to give you an idea about how much you can get into philemon there's literally a commentary on it that's over 500 pages long wow for a single page of the bible that's 
Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Shows you how deep you can go into the word, but obviously we didn't go that deep. We were going pretty deep, but I mean, 30 minute yeah. conversation on one book of the Bible is pretty crazy. <laughs> hey, whatever works, man. <laughs> so yeah, like just being in a relationship with our fellow Christians, our fellow brothers yeah. and sisters is really one of the best ways. So relationship with God and relationship with our fellows. Do you think with the coronavirus and everything going on right now, um, you know, everyone talks about it's more important than ever to stay in communication with your loved ones and your friends and your family. Have you found it more difficult or easier to stay in contact with, you know, like your fellow missionaries and people uh, yes like and that? No. So, yes, it's more difficult in the local terms. But as far as long distance communications and stuff, like that's something we deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, we got always... people all over the world. We got people in the full uh, Cambodia, the Philippines. We got people in Brazil. We got people in all kinds <laughs> of countries in Africa, and we still had to stay in communication with each other. Right. So like things like the WhatsApp and um, Zoom and uh, internet makes things so much easier for communication. Oh, yeah. It is so great. Honestly, not not that the coronavirus is a good thing, but it couldn't have happened at a better time with so much technology at our fingertips. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, look at all these churches who are live streaming and yeah. doing Zoom worship sessions now. Like I, I've been watching a lot of Hillsong East Coast with Carl Lentz yeah. and their worship team. Each individual person is in their living room filming and recording. And they just put the audio from the videos together and splice the video footage for the YouTube wow, that's channel. Crazy. And it's, I'm like, crazy. But, I mean, it just goes to show how far technology's come. And I, I imagine it's something you guys use quite yeah. often, right? Technology is amazing, yes. But, I mean, we still have the crazy oddballs that disappear for a while. Like, <laughs> there's this one guy who was a sector leader. So he stays in an Comes area. back looking like Tom Hanks from Castaway. yes and kind of no he's one of the sector missionaries so he stays in a single area for a long period of time to disciple well the first time he did he went out to his sector he didn't really keep in contact very well but we knew he was well trained and could take care of himself he'd reach out if any issues arise and he pretty much disappeared for an entire season so like a wet season a dry season like right. half a year he just like disappeared off the face of the earth pretty much and just one day it's like oh there he is hey yeah he came <laughs> back not only had he thrived in his region he had a great relationship with his chief the chief's grandson is named after him oh wow yeah so that's a like he was living time life. off the grid well spent yeah so he was <laughs> living life with the chief's son farming yeah. all kinds of different stuff with them and just living life with them right when we traveled around his sector i had never seen the locals just open up to somebody so well that's awesome. like all the locals knew him they're like oh it's nathan yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um to back to kind of technology i imagine Part of the reason someone like that's off the grid for so long is because you're in these places where there's not 4G or cell phone service or anything like that. No Wi-Fi. So in his chieftain, for example, there was only one city along a railroad that had cell service. Right. And he had to power his cell phone, a solar panel charger. But at the same time, he used African teak wood 
as firewood. <laughs> People use that for high quality furniture in the United States. When I told my dad that, he was like, a sacrilegious. Yeah. And I was like, like, no. It's really good firewood. <laughs> Don't you understand? But it burns so well. <laughs> so are there restrictions like that maybe with how much you can use your cell phone on an expedition or on a trip? Stuff like that. Like, are you, I mean, I, I assume you're allowed to have like your yeah. computer and all yeah, of that so with you, but. It's more of a power supply kind of thing. Like we do, you can charge it on the big trucks that we go out with and everything, mm-hmm. but we only have so much gas, so we can't waste gas. So we can't right. leave our things can't on. Can't just leave it charging all Yeah. Day. So yeah. it's like, we'll let you charge your phone for about 30 minutes on the, on the, or at least this is what happened when I was on an expedition. I am in the fundraising process, so I haven't gotten to lead one personally yet. So, but on the expeditions I've been on, every now and then we were allowed to charge our phones and everything. But it wasn't, it was like if you use your phone too much and your battery died, well, sucks for you. Well, and I mean, if you're out there ministering to people anyway, you know, sharing the gospel, I can't yeah. imagine you're going to need to be on your phone too much unless it's like to take a picture for instagram yeah. like hey look i just made a new friend here in this village stuff like that i can imagine yeah. but and most likely you're not going to have service like us yeah we usually have local uh phone pro- providers like most expedition leaders like carry around little packages of different phone chips like i remember my friend hunter who also goes to cowboy junction yeah. he once pulled out this little plastic sheet and unfolded it and you just see all these little chips for his phone and he would just switch them out he's like hmm well with the this different one, services yeah. on him he's like yeah. hmm this one AT&T hmm AT&T doesn't work here Verizon doesn't work here oh this one works finally and it's like <laughs> it's like Sprint finally works so he uses Sprint in yeah. that area it's like we have multiple cell services for right. different areas that's smart that's, that's a good we idea we as leaders need to keep in contact and right. stuff like that with our leadership and stuff so you mentioned fundraising and leading expeditions so that is that the stage you're currently in i know you've yeah. been doing a lot of meetings getting partners and sponsors and is that what you're working towards is to lead yeah. your own expedition yeah so basically the way overland works is we have a bunch of different branches from long-term sector projects to water projects for drilling wells for people and then there's also like the expedition group so we scout out Expedition, which is where I'll be, right. scouts out new areas and leads two-week expeditions into those areas to evangelize everyone there so that when long-term missionaries come in, they can just sit there and disciple instead of having to go door-to-door to evangelize the entire village and then disciple. Right. They can just go in, hey, here's the Bible study. We're following up those people that came and helped y'all in told you about christ and now i want to teach you more about christ so it's kind of like the follow-up then a couple of years after that well, water projects will come in they'll drill wells and stuff like that we don't want to use too much relief programs too early because that's ruins the relationship they right. see you more as a oh m- what can you do for me they, we want them to like us not our money kind of thing so once that relationship's built up we start helping them to thrive more we do like help them like with their farms to get their farms going better to get fresh water there yeah so on and so forth and but the main goal is relationship so we kind of hold off on that 
And to be part of the full-time staff and not just going on these short-term trips, you, after going through their training program, have to get funding because it's a nonprofit. So yeah. each and every single one of us need our own team of partners <laughs> backing us to cover what we need to do what we need to do. So yeah. like I have airfare expenses, we have gas expenses, rent, utilities, things I can't work to pay for while I'm doing my job because it is a job. It's a full-time job and yeah. I don't have time to work at McDonald's for half the year while doing this. Right, because I, I know you're doing like yeah. meetings a lot and reports mm-hmm. a lot, right? You're So every day you've got something to do yeah. that involves Overland. So yeah, it's a typical week for me is Monday report on what I did for the last week and my goals for this week. Then I tried to make at least 40 phone calls a week to random people to get a hold of them to eventually set up a meeting with them and then meet with them and try to convince them to be on my partnership team. Yeah. And that continues till I get my full funding. And once I get my funding, that's going to change to reports on what I'm doing, except instead of fundraising and recruiting people for my personal team, it's recruiting people for those two-week expeditions. I'm like calling up people I know, hey, what do you think about going to Zambia, Africa for two weeks? <laughs> it's going to change your life and it's going to change the life of many other people. Want to meet with me? Find out more about Overland? Right. I imagine that could go one of two very extreme ways, right? Like, there's got to be some people who are just, like, fired up, like, yes, yeah. absolutely. And then there's got to be people on the other end of the spectrum who are like, heck no, and hang on. <laughs> like, I'm not leaving the United yeah. States. There's also the third <laughs> one where they're like, ah, uh, let me think about it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of worried. Which is a nice and, way like, of saying no most of the time. Yeah, I know how people are. <laughs> at the same time, you get the people that are generally worried about their own, like, what about diseases? What about this? Yeah. And I have to reassure them, like, hey, it's going to be safe. So, I guess diseases are one of many obstacles you face. That kind of leads into my next question here. What challenges do you find with your ministry that you must overcome? Obviously stuff like that, like yeah. trying to get people on your team, I'm sure is challenging trying yeah. to, you know, deal, you know, deal with your own maybe anxieties or worries about yeah. all this is I'm sure that's, but what, what else do you deal with? Maybe like what's a challenge when you're overseas that people may not be aware of. Yeah. So, I'll say right now, Overland Missions is not for the faint of heart. Our motto is any road, any load, any time. Which means we will go any distance over any difficulty of road to reach one person. Right. Because one person hearing about the gospel, hearing about Christ and and the possibility of relationship with God is worth it. No matter how hard it is. So each of us have that mindset. So with that mindset, we're able to overcome such great mountains of difficulty. Like, honestly, harsh roads, been there, done that, no big deal. Breaking down in the middle of Godforsaken nowhere, been there, done that, no problem. We fix fix it up, we have another truck come out, whatever it takes, then we go continue on our way. Diseases, God's a healer and he's mighty to heal. And we're careful about it. We still go. And we got to, the hardest part, honestly, is bringing people along like that is probably one of the more difficult things for me just because I'm recruiting. 
Yeah, well, yeah. recruiting and also leading them out there. Because you get some people well, yeah. that think, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then they get out there. They're like, I have to poop in a hole. I have to pee in a yeah. bush. It's like, it sounds yeah. <laughs> it sounds good on paper. And then you get them out there and they're like, oh, crap. It's like, what did no I sign bathroom? up for? I'm like, yeah, here's a shovel. It's your, the world well, is your bathroom. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? It's like, there's yeah. also a funny like joke we had, running joke we had. Uh, this one campsite we had just horrible flies in the morning. They would disappear in the middle of the day. Evening, they're not there. Night, they're not there. But morning, when the dew comes, they're out in swarms. Mm-hmm. So we'd walk away with toilet paper and a shovel, and it's like, time to swat some flies. That does not sound like very appealing. <laughs> so yeah, I no. can imagine people get out there and they see that and they're like, "Oh, this is what I signed up for." Yeah, this is like, what we do, and they start freaking <laughs> out. Like we've had people that had to go home, like we had to send them home early because yeah. they just couldn't deal with the harshness that was our life. And then you got people like me that love camping, love wilderness, yeah. and I'm like, it's a vacation. Yeah, it's this awesome. is just like camping to the extreme. <laughs> exactly. It's like I get to go camping. I get to share the gospel. Yeah. So I love it. I thrived in it. Hmm. But not everyone's like that. So some yeah, people more have of to a, learn to get I'm over more of a concrete jungle expedition guy. <laughs> you can send me into the city, and I'll I'll go evangelize. Yeah. On so where there's you know toilets and pavement and air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, you'd probably want to use a hole before you use their toilets. Yeah, have you been to Sixth Street in Austin? That place <laughs> stinks. Like, yeah. I, it's fun, but holy crap, you don't want to use the bathroom down there. You might get stabbed. You might you know. get swallowed whole by the toilet. You never know. There might be like a little shop of horrors in there somewhere. Yeah. Or a bathroom <laughs> without toilet paper with a toilet that seems oddly brown. <laughs> Aren't they supposed to be white? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's times I'm like, uh, give me a long drop, which is basically a yeah. hole in the ground bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you please, public... I know I'm not sitting on where someone just missed the toilet. Yeah, you've seen public restrooms where you're like, I'd rather be on an expedition right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the hardest thing is probably taking the people to these things. Because right. we as an organization believe in the motto any road any load any time and each and every single one of us have been through hell and back pretty much the advanced missions training program that overland has puts you through it yeah they get you kind of prepared for yeah what's they put you come. through the ringer yeah. like one of our exams was wilderness survival where they literally leave us out in the middle of nowhere oh, with boy. a goat with an a goat. axe a knife and some matches <laughs> and a goat and a goat for transportation food it's both food because the goat's small you're oh, not yeah. going to transport anything on a goat but no no we gotta we had to butcher the bo- could ride a goat <laughs> <laughs> now we had to butcher the goat and cook it ourselves and that was tasteless goat's not very good i, without say, salt I can't and pepper. say i've ever eaten goat can't imagine it's very good yeah not without salt and pepper and stuff it's kind of bland <laughs> but um I mean, it's food. We yeah. we lived, and it got real cold that night and everything, and I had this one log that was, like, split in half and just, like, had a little indention that was, like, perfect for my head. I called it Charlie. <laughs> I go up for my watch to watch for any wild animals or anything like that so other people can sleep. Well, someone threw it on the fire. 
I was so sad. I was like, Charlie, no! <laughs> you burned my pillow. <laughs> yeah. So, why do I imagine? Why do I imagine this survival training is a lot like the movie Dodgeball? <laughs> the guy's like, if you can dodge the wilderness, you can dodge a ball. I just imagine some like old retired guy, just like putting you in the craziest situations to prepare you. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> They've mellowed it out. Honestly, mine was kind of, was only for like a single day, so it oh. wasn't that bad. But you get like some of the originals from like earlier on that went through AMT when it was like first founded had to like stay in the wild for a week. It Jeez. was crazy. Like one group, they got taken out on a expedition truck, dropped with a GPS and said, make it back to base. And they drove <laughs> off. They check on them every night. One night, they'll bring some sleeping bags. One, next night, they'll bring some tents. And like they kept on giving them more and more stuff, but mm. they started off with nothing. And they, with besides a GPS, yeah. to trek their way on foot back to the base. <laughs> it took them like a week. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, That's honestly, we got, we, we got it easy compared to some people, but they put you through the ringer, both physically and mentally to make sure you're prepared you're prepared yeah because yeah. the founder of overland is ex-south african military and he doesn't like civilian leaders he's like i don't want civvies <laughs> you will be military minded in the fact that we have a mission and we will get it done yeah well so i mean that's like, that is very true it is it i mean it yeah. there's a reason it's called overland missions yeah. it is a mission you go in there with a mindset, with a goal in mind, and you do, like you said, any road, any load, anywhere, any time. Yep. And that, you know, you've got to do whatever mm-hmm. means necessary to reach that goal. So obviously, in any calling that you may have and in everyone's walk, the goal is to pursue greatness. You know, our motto on this show is pursue greatness, not perfection. We're not looking to be perfect we're looking to be great we're looking to be above average and to give our very best for what god has called us to do and what the lord is asking us to to do each step of the way so for you in your field how do you pursue that greatness how do you strive for that greatness is there routines is there you know a mindset you have to get into before you go out and do something or uh for you how how, what does that look like for you so for me it's having my own time with God, spending time away from other people and spending time alone with him. It helps me throughout the day not to be distracted. It fills me up for right. what I'm going to do. I have this joke that usually if you see a mis- missionary with free time, they're asleep with the Bible on their chest and a coffee mug next to them <laughs> because they were reading their Bible with coffee, trying to stay awake, spend time with God an exhaustion finally took him and they had to take a nap. He's clonked out Bible in his face. You know what he was doing. <laughs> so it's like he, he was spending alone time with God and then all of a sudden he's like, I need sleep. And then boom, down. It's like, so that's how we stay filled. Is that's the good thing about God though is he doesn't get mad when we fall asleep on him. No. He's like, I'll be here when you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's our rest. He's yeah. our provider. He's the one. In Hebrews, it, it talks about how we need to run our race and run it with endurance and to run it with endurance. We need to be in relationship with God 
because he's our rest. So we work out of a place of rest with God to run our race with endurance, being cheered on by those who have come before us. Exactly. I love that verse because that's how we achieve greatness is by being in a relationship with God, allowing him to be our rest. Right. And him to be our motivator as we strive to achieve the greatness that he deserves. Yeah. That's a very good way to put it. I like that. God is the greatness. So we're pursuing greatness in everything we do, but we're ultimately pursuing him Mm -hmm. and staying on the path that he has us on, being obedient to his every instruction is how we get to that greatness because he's not going to steer us wrong. He's not going to lead us to mediocrity. He's not going to lead us to failure. Yeah. So I, I like I like that. That's a good way to put it is God is our greatness. Yeah. So that's about all the questions I had for you. So for the next few moments, I'd like to give you the floor to kind of talk to the listeners who maybe are curious about Overland and how to get involved. Maybe they want to get a hold of you or someone else involved in the organization and you know, just uh, the floor is yours. Advertise. <laughs> yeah, so Overland Missions was a great organization. As I said, it's not ever going to be an easy trip if you go with us. Something's probably going to go wrong. Something's going to be hard and difficult. But never is it not worth it. Because nothing will change your heart. Like seeing a person who would have never heard the gospel hear the gospel for the first time and have hope for the first time because when you see someone that truly has no hope it'll break your heart and to see hope come into them into their eyes it'll break your heart again for it and you will with joy yeah that's good so it's never not worth the trip never not worth the hardships and if you are interested in going on an adventure, it's definitely an adventure. <laughs> so we have an or- we have a website for our organization. It's called overlandmissions.com. And I will definitely include the link in the description to this episode. Yep. And Make from it nice there, and easy on you. Yep. And from there, you can uh, contact the office, contact everyone, or contact me on my cell phone. You can message brandon he'll give you my number or something like that and yeah if, and if it's okay with you i'll just have your maybe your email address or something in the episode yeah, you can description put my email too. address yeah just you know because i imagine if people are listening and they want to get a hold of you that way it's right there yep okay. with that uh do you have any final thoughts maybe an encouraging word you would like to share anything so I want to encourage people to not think that they can't do greatness whenever, like you don't have to be a missionary like me to achieve greatness for the Lord. Cause when you, when you pursue the Lord who is great, greatness comes about. I mean, I have utmost respect for working people. I can't do it. I can't sit behind a desk or something like that and work for hours on end. I get antsy. I could never do all, an office worker job. You know, I never thought I could do that until I started making music and podcasts. <laughs> now I realize I can spend hours in front of a screen and not even realize it. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, for me, if it's talking to people about missions, yeah, sure. I can do that kind of office work. Yeah. But if it's doing people's taxes, Oh, I would die. So it's Leave like that to the professionals. Exactly. And <laughs> 
they can pursue God in their own lives and support so many different missionaries like me. Like the cool thing about it is anything I do is accredited to those who are my partners who support me. Right. So any rewards I build up in heaven, they get as well. And if you're like working constantly and supporting all kinds of different people, you'll have about five times my reward in heaven. Yeah. Not that that's what matters, but that's just an example of great things you can do. You can send so many people. And you can also work in the lives of the people that you're around. You can have deep, lasting relationships with yeah. the people around you. Your day-to-day -day life is a mission field. Exactly. Just as much as Zambia or anywhere else. Yeah. You don't have to be a front, on the front lines to be a hero. Exactly. Well, that's good stuff, man. I'm glad that we could have this conversation. Thank you for joining me. There it was, my conversation with my friend Mr. Sean Elliott from Overland Missions. I feel like he had a lot of insight into the life of a missionary both at home and on the field, kind of what Overland is about, kind of what he does, how he pursues and maintains that fire, that passion, that calling of God on his life. I hope you find that some of the stuff he said is applicable to your life and your day job and your relationships and your ministries and everything you're involved in. That's what we hope for with this show is to give you kind of practical advice and practical tools to apply to your life. If you are interested in Overland Missions, you know, like he said, they partner with people, you know, with, for financial support and uh, for prayer partners, stuff like that. Or if you're interested in joining a mission trip, going on one of those two weeks missions he was talking about, or just getting involved in the organization in any way, like he said, you can go to overlandmissions.com or you could shoot him an email. I'll have all of that information in the description for this episode. This has been Pursuit of Fire. I'm your host, Brandon Robertson. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week.